Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Firework. You won. You won the whole game. Here's my shirt. I always win. Here's my shirt. And then what Take I owe? Take off your clothings. How much of it? Was All it? of it. That's the game here. Wow. Have you been working out? Um, yeah. Your butt? Just that. It's twice the size as it was last week. How many inches would you say? Is it popping? Three. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm surprised it even fits in this elevator. I know. That booty though. Thank you. That booty don't jiggle jiggle. It falls. Amazingly a wiggle wiggle. For sure. How, how, how come I don't know lyrics? I don't know if it, that... Yeah, that one has easy lyrics. You should know that There's one. like this saying that people either like memorize lyrics or they like follow the beat or rhythm. Which one do you think you're more so? 100% the rhythmer. Yeah, I love the rhythmer. I love melodies. I love harmonies. I love beats. Words can't be bothered with them. Uh, they're overrated. Who, who needs them? Who needs them? Who needs? I bet you know what I'm going to say right now. What are going on? Huh? What? Wanna know? Wanna know? Wanna? Exactly. Winona Ryder? Winona Ryder! Wait, why are we exiting level five? Oh no, not five. Oh no, not five. I must have slipped and hit with my elbow. Anything but five. Five is the worst one. Five is where they have all the ghouls and goblins, and it's not Halloween yet. Let's 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 get back inside the elevator. Get back inside. For just a second, please. Okay, let's go to three. Let's go to three. Let's go to three. Ah, three. See, this is, oh, look at that. That's what I'm talking about. Just a bunch of Chippendales guys walking around. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Danny, hey. Henry, hey. Steve, hey. looking good. Look, they're doing handstands naked. It's so odd. It's so weird. We're talent. It's talent. So we're just going to hang out here with yeah, all them? I guess so. What else? All right, I don't know if I'm going to be able to concentrate. Well, you're going to need to. Okay, sweetheart, let's, let's tighten it up. Do you have to call me sweetheart in front of the Chippendales dancers? Yes, sweetheart, lover, girl. kind of a cock block. That's my partner. That's my partner. She's my lover. She's all mine. Except when there's other men around. Let's talk about this, um... (laughs) Let's talk about this, um... Ever-expanding hall pass list you keep bringing up. Johnny has one person. Because I'm being frugal and kind. And I have about 18 hall passes. 18 hall passes. Hall passes means the celebrities you get to sleep with when you're in a relationship. If opportunity arises. It's an unrealistic thing. Yeah, it's not like you go like hunt them down yeah. and like DM them yeah. or get in contact with their agent and say, hey, you just let um, Bradley Cooper know that he's Manon's hall pass. You really know those steps, And if you? he's interested, this is her number. Is this the shot? She's available Friday night. Are you shooting it? Right now? Shooting what? Your shot right oh, now. Oh yeah, because Bradley definitely listens to this podcast. What if he what if he accidentally clicked it? And that's the one part he heard. Accidentally clicked it? Where where's this ask accidental click online somewhere in a that's, Google search? It's an analytic accidental it's clicks. In a Google search. We've got fifty percent accidental clicks. You know in what? Our if he does, then I definitely deserve to sleep with him. Could you imagine if this hall pass thing happened? I feel like you would how, want this. How weird would it be? Would you watch or would you just hear about it later or not want to know? Okay, you gotta know. This whole thing about like... You gotta know. The hall pass, you can't just like sneak around hall pass. (laughs) This is just cheating with celebrities. Oh, 
good. I don't think you're figuring See, these, that part out. These are out. the terms. You got to know the terms. You got to set your terms you in a relationship. Yes. Yeah. Like I think you're like, what if a hall pass was fun and then like we don't need to talk about it. It just happens. And then you well, know, some like, people don't want to know. They don't want images in their brain. It's good to know that you would want to know. I'm writing that down as we speak. So, would you want to know if I slept with my hall pass? Yeah, of course. Because okay. I'd want to know how it went down, what she said, was she into it, how did you feel, did you feel manly, did you feel powerful and strong, a lot of did details. you finish? It's a lot of details. What? Well, yeah, because, you know, we're you and I are in the same boat, we're in the relationship together, so of course I want to know about your life. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I care about you. Oh, I love You're you. You're my sweetie. Hmm, Is this sweet. weird? Are you guys judging us? Try me. We have Try. yet to explore hard, hard passes. Hard. <laughs> I'm going to take a hard pass on this hall pass. If any of you guys want to be one of our hall passes, please submit a form. A form. Leave it in the review. W945. We'll definitely take it to administration, human resources, and, and see if we can get you in. Um, yeah. Because it's a screening. There's a screening. Oh, 100%. It's a solid screening. Um, you got to pass a couple things. Um, Manon has like 100 slots available, apparently. I only got three. Mm-hmm. So, so slim pickings for Johnny. Slim pickings. But I'm, oh, I'm open. Jeez. Same with my legs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is dirty. Sorry, Mom. She doesn't listen. Mom doesn't my, listen. my mom doesn't listen to this. We were at, uh, we were at an event, and I lean over to Manon, and one podcaster said you know i really realized that this was you know i i, I kind of made it in my podcast and i it, it's gone big when my mom was listening and i lean over to man and nudge her shoulder and i go hey oh our moms listen too and i said my mom doesn't listen <laughs> we just start laughing well you laughed i started crying, crying because you just wouldn't it stop was crying. hurtful to think that she doesn't i don't even know if she knows i have a podcast We've told her. I just, she goes, uh -huh. She just, one ear out the right other. <laughs> it was a Spotify event. Yes. It was it pretty was, informative. It was, it was good. I really we got to it. listen to Monica from Armchair Expert. And she oh, was that was fun. Delightful. That was fun. And a few other podcasts. And it made me, you know what it made me think was, um, why the F didn't we start this like five years ago? Well, I'll tell you why I didn't know you five years ago. Oh, why didn't you start it five years ago? I don't know. Laziness, fear, and uh, well, it's blown up recently. To be fair, like let's be. A little... Oh, our podcast. No, no. <laughs> po podcasting really, really, really podcasting. blew up. Podcasting, yeah. The big joke is like everyone starts a podcast. You got a podcast. I got a new podcast. And you know what? It's fun. It really is fun. And it's if free. You're the right person. If you're like thinking about doing a podcast and you're like, oh my god, just do it. Hold for sirens. Hold for si hold for the city. What we say okay? a quick prayer for those that may have been hurt or in pain, and we send them love now. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. What's that? It's like a Middle Eastern prayer. I actually don't know what it means. It sounds like a whistling. Is that? It sounds fake. We didn't add this in, you guys. Yeah, this is not production. Russell, do you have anything to say about this? No. Some of my friends like the howl in these moments, but I don't agree with that. Yeah, you're not much of a howler, are you, Russ? I'm not a nerd, Ma. You're not a nerd. You're like a cool dog. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's that laugh from. We love that way laugh. Back. Okay, Russell, go back onto the couch. See you later, Russell. I groomed Russell today. 
by myself. Oh, good job. I don't like doing it alone. No. It's hard. It's really hard. There's water everywhere. I was also giving my haircut during it, trying so, to cut so out the knots. So when you say groom, you mean bathe? Bathe and like cut his hair. And then I, sh- I blow dried him after and ugh, he starts shivering. Sad. See, something with man in this pretty, help. pretty hilarious is I'll just turn the corner mid-show, Manon will pull Russell close and start shaving his back. <laughs> like, there is no order to this. You'll just turn the corner and be like, hey, what do you want for dinner? And then, mm, mm, And then it, back. it doesn't look good either. No, it's, it's very just patches. Patch- yeah. Just patches all over. And you're like, I had to try. I had to try. Like, I just feel like I get in this mood where I'm like, okay, now's a good time to cut him. Well, to and be I fair, always cut one nail at a time as well because he oh, doesn't yeah. like his nails cut. So I try to do yeah. it when he's like really sleepy. Hates it. Yeah. And then he wakes up and then we have that moment of like, what just happened? He doesn't go. He does. There's he, no way in hell Russell goes. He gasps for sure. He definitely goes. <laughs> he sighs a lot. Does your dog sigh? You guys let us know. <laughs> hey, we're on a, we're on anchor now. We're on Anchor now, so I believe that we can interact with our uh, audience. So I think we can actually do, um, I think, like polls, and they can send in suggestions. Yeah, we want to know your questions. We want to know what you want to hear from us. If there's any hot topics you want to hear about, if there's any questions you have, we can we can see. I'm, I'm figuring it out now. Give me a little grace period. Just, just did the switch. But if you download Anchor, I think you can directly interact with our podcast and give us um kind of feedback and ideas for shows I, i'll i'll give an update by next and week and continue with the uh ratings and the um stars and Aww. reviews we love that we were reading so them the other read. night and it just brought us so much joy mm. so you have that power you guys you have that power to make us smile what else makes you smile johnny well i wanted to ask you something so you're not going to answer my question? Mm, what else? I mean, okay. <laughs> Fine. What makes me smile? Me? When you do Little Susie. Oh. That makes me smile every single time. Um, hey. No. When I, uh, you're, you know your scent? Like you're, you're like that. Like I think I know it. I don't know if I smell it. The pheromones. You're, that makes me smile. Um, things beside you make me smile. A good joke. Um, a good joke. <laughs> um, a, uh, a good limerick. Oh, you gotta love a good limerick. Riddle. Oh, riddle me this, riddle me that. What makes me smile? A big fat cat. Um, I wanted to ask you about being in the same boat. Mm. You mentioned that. Okay. And maybe for, you know, those out there listening, we've talked about this in the past. And I'm just curious what your take is on being in the same boat in a relationship and having conversations like hall passes. I am going on a boat later today. So I thought that's what you're going to say. I thought you're going to like try to tie it in and be clever. But you actually want to know, wait, my opinion or their opinion? Okay. How would you tell me their opinion? I wouldn't. So I would try to channel what I think they're thinking before it happens. Okay, psychic. Um, <laughs> first, we put me down that I'm not clever, and then let's get back to this. Wait, I said. Oh, I see. Wait, yeah. So, what do you think? What's your what's your uh, what's your hot take on um, relationships and being in the same boat when it comes to communication? Well, communication is, I feel, the touchstone and key to having a good, solid, fulfilling relationship. And I think in the beginning of a relationship, it's really good to communicate the kind of person that you are. Uh, your expectations for the relationships, your desires, your boundaries, 
so that the relationship can run smoothly and everyone can be on the same page, right? Something like that. Um, because if that doesn't happen, then there's gaps and there's room for error and misunderstandings. And a lot of people, uh, myself included, back in the day, would play games and make assumptions. Listen, I wasn't ever really much of a game player. But if I if a guy didn't text me back, I literally would just write him off and be like, well, he's not interested. So like I'm interested when a guy's interested in me. It's like really hard for me to like really like someone if I don't feel they're, you know, women want to be desired. That's the feminine energy is like they crave being desired. So if I don't feel desired by somebody, I really lose interest. And I think that's kind of maybe the opposite for guys where it's like they love the chase. They love to like play it cool and I don't know. I don't know if it's just my nature or what I was taught or how I grew up, but I remember my friend Tara, she bought the book Why Men Love Bitches and she's like, "You don't even need to read this because you just are <laughs> you just their big bit." No. I just for some reason have not had much trouble in the uh boyfriend getting department. Look at that. Because I think I've always tried to be as honest as possible about revealing my heart to people and I never came across too needy, too needy, I never came across too, uh, I think it was because the first breakup I ever had, I was 15 and it hurt so bad that I vowed never to, uh, put myself in that situation again. So unfortunately what that turned into was never being broken up with. Because I always, I think unconsciously found a way to, I don't know what if, if it's self-sabotage or if it's leave them before they can leave me. So if I send something's off, then I'm like, okay, I'm out. Or I don't know if it's because I've got picky and was like, oh, let me, I, I started committing too soon. And so like I'd commit to the guy when I wasn't a hundred percent sure or knew who he was. And then like six months in or a year in, I'd be like, you know what? This actually isn't a match. So I'd like to end the relationship now, which was always, always hard, whether you're the breakup or, or the breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never Did this easy lead to any of your cool kid syndrome or no. Oh, my cool kid syndrome started when I moved to middle school and didn't know anybody and started getting made fun of. And I went, oh, hell no. So I started becoming <laughs> kind of quiet. And if if I feel like if you're quiet, then they can't really judge you for like sounding stupid or like uh, giving crazy ideas. And so I just allowed, I think being quiet, um, which it's funny because I'm not quiet, but like I was in middle school because I, I had moved schools and I had all these friends before in elementary school, I had this whole group of friends and then I moved. I didn't know anybody and I just became terrified and shut down and quiet, you know, until I, you know, got friends again. But like, I think I just modeled the most popular girl in school and she just seemed like she didn't give a shit about anything. And I just was like, okay, that's the way to get people to like you is to just like act like you don't care. And then that like became my identity for a while. No, <laughs> baby man. But I do care now and I act like I care now because I do care and I'm trying to be more authentic to like how I really feel. This was like you know, years ago that I realized like, oh, this doesn't, this isn't serving me anymore. Maybe served me in middle school, but it doesn't serve me anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you relate to the cool kid syndrome? 
Yeah, I had that in fifth grade when I moved from Northern California, uh, Southern California to Northern California. So it was a move as well. Yeah. Wow, I, we're so similar, man. And I remember, I remember I would be like I had a cousin though, and she 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 tried to introduce me to her friends, and I was just like I got super shy. And I remember on like the recesses, I would just sit against a wall with one one leg up, like posted against the wall. The with a one, cigarette? Mm-hmm. With a little cig, with a little e-cig. Um, they didn't have e-cigs back then, did I, they? Uh, yeah, they didn't. Oh, but you were just making a joke. Yeah, I was trying. Way over my head. Way I, over. I made the joke first with a cigarette, and then you topped it, and then I got confused. They had e-cigs? Really? Fifth grade, you had an e-cig? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, did, I had the same thing. I, I just like literally remember putting my foot up against the wall and sitting there like arms crossed kind of like I'm good and I was like I just want to talk to someone but I I don't want to be because everyone had these cliques that were so like they were just like they knew each other I was so jealous of that I was like I don't understand how everybody feels so close and free being the new kid so hard yours is worse than mine though I had an in my cousin's like come meet my friends and I'm like hey and I I think I just had a huge shield you're so lucky I had no in I didn't use it. I didn't it. know one I didn't use person. It. I, I, mine's sad. You didn't use it? I didn't use the shield. I didn't use the in. I kept my shield up still. For whatever reason. <sighs> we all use shields. Anyway, enough and about it, fifth grade. It does disservice to the people around us, doesn't it? When we shield our Yeah, our wearing truth. that wearing that mask. It can it can it can hide things that you want to hide, but eventually like you gotta have a place to take off your mask. Your emotional mask for those that are uh, confused. And as a woman, you know, at my core, I'm deeply feminine. And I realized I I put on a masculine mask um, from a young age, which which just means that I led more in my masculine masculine being the container for it all the master of time and space thing trying to control you know um witnessing rather than being in my feminine flow which would happen when i would dance or when i would cry or when i would feel and express and so many of us haven't felt safe to express in the world because maybe at one point we did and it wasn't honored or heard or felt and so we thought oh that's not safe to express so let me just cover it up And I don't know about you, Johnny, but there's been times where instead of, especially in relationships early on, where instead of being authentic about how I felt about something, let's say a guy said something to me that hurt, instead of being like, ouch, oh, my heart's breaking right now. This is, I feel so much pain. I'd be like silent and get angry. And then they would never know how they truly affected me with their words, which is probably why they continued to continue that behavior because I didn't even Mm. give them the gift of what they said and how it affected me and I think that happens a lot now I see it on um, reality tv shows a lot yeah I I think it's a I think it's a great exercise for everyone to try to check themselves next time they're in a conversation or an argument and the polarity with the person they're talking to whether it be your partner friend, friend family just kind of check yourself and see if you can spot what you're in, if you're more in your masculine, you're feminine. I've seen between us when we both get in our masculine, <laughs> we get like a little abrasive. 
where it's your you're like let's go and I'm, I'm also trying to go like let's go and then it's this yeah when two people are trying to lead it can cause a little bit of uh, friction especially in romantic partnerships the ideal um desired state is for one person to be in their feminine and the other to be in their masculine now everybody's always switching you yeah. know <clears throat> it changes um, from moment to moment it changes and so, from scenario to scenario yeah that's why you know it's not a gender thing by the way um everybody has both masculine feminine energy within them at every time when i'm on stage doing stand-up i'm predominantly in my masculine unless i choose to hold the space for my own feminine to like dance or sing on stage but generally a person that can command a room like that and make jokes and cause laughter it's like the audience is in their feminine because they're laughing at the conductor which is the the masculine in that moment and when i'm working and in business and responding to emails it's like a it's masculine but when i'm dancing on the floor and forgetting about time and this is what was so funny is like growing up so many of my girlfriends would take two hours to get ready or I went to college and I lived with a bunch of girls and they'd be like, let's go out. Okay, let's go out right now. But then they'd take hours to like get ready. And I was like, I thought you said now. So I'd be waiting at the door after 10 minutes and then I'd be be fuming because I was in my masculine. I wasn't enjoying the moment of getting ready and what that could feel like and forgetting about time and being two hours late. I was like, yo, we got to go. And that was always really hard because I thought, because I wasn't allowing myself to, you know, bask in my own feminine energy. And it might be from nurture. It's probably oh, from, for, for sure. From I modeled my dad oh, for a lot of it. I love the he movie. Was always I, I like, love the, it's, you're going to a movie with your family. My dad would go, hey, we're going to a movie. Or he said, he'd say, hey, you want, you guys want to go to a movie to me and my mom? And I'd be like, yeah. He'd be like, okay, get in the car. And he'd literally go to the car and turn it on. And we were like, wait, what? And so I only had five minutes to get ready. That's why it takes me five minutes to get ready. I'm I get I'm always waiting at the door when I'm like, we gotta go, Johnny. And yeah, he she's takes ready so fast. <laughs> she's ready so fast. It's I was hilarious. trained that way. My 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 cousin Jessica, she is gotta be like in the in the top five percent of slowest people to get ready. I've been to multiple birthday dinners for her where she showed up last. I'm talking an hour late. That would be, I can't even imagine doing that at my own birthday. Yeah. Shout out Jessica. But it's been a practice like, cause now I feel like I'm in the, I'm in, I'm the most feminine I've ever been. And now I feel like I'm like for years, I was always the most punctual person on the planet. I always showed up on time. And when people wouldn't show up on time, I would be like, what are they doing? They don't respect me. Oh my God. I'm not, I'm not. Wasn't that fun to be honest with you. <laughs> now I'm late. Now I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I've been so in my feminine the last two years. Cause I've like made a point. And also you're, you're just such a masculine dude that I feel like you, you're, you out masculine me, which is puts me in my feminine, which has been nice. such a gift. It's been so easy flowy, but boy, have I been disorganized and late and whatever. And it's fun, but it's also like, you know, I've had an identity shift where I'm like, wait, who am I? If I'm not this person, that's extremely hardworking and leading and going places and obviously i've i'm i'm in both but that's, that's i think that's a challenge weird, man. To find the balance find the balance because i've noticed lately as a lot of exciting things have been happening in our lives like the last i'm talking like three weeks <laughs> there's been like uh i'll be there at 10 
there at 12. I'll be there at, uh, I'll be there at four and back at five. Well, a lot of that is because I didn't drive myself to these events that we're thinking of. And I feel, I feel out of control in those moments because at those moments I am in my feminine and I, I'm not the one that drove and I'm not the one. And so I try to give you the time that I would have picked but then I bet the whim of other people, you know. It's interesting though, because by the way, you guys, my allergies are bad. I don't. That's why I'm all like stuffed that's up. Why you're like this. That's why I'm like talking like this. It's just like it's not. I don't want to talk like this, but like it's just my allergies. Thanks for telling them. They need to know. I used to watch Friends, and Ross would sometimes sound like that, and I was like, "What does he have a cold?" And he was always the one that sounded like he was sick at times. You know. Not always. Just like five episodes. You went from always to five? Yeah, exactly. I have to be clear. That's why I had to change it. Oh, my God. Manon is the queen of clearness. Queen of clarity. Queen of clarity. Like, well, this one time in seventh grade, when it was six. No, it was six and a half. At six, mm, 6, 6 p.m. on a Tuesday, um, November in 2nd. Sixth um, grade. Um, she gets so specific. And I'm like, hey, 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 back to the story. Back to the main point of the story. Let's just hear the main story. Sometimes my brain feels like it's a computer. Yeah. Sometimes it looks like one from this side, too. That is so sweet. So romantic. Thank you. Like, I have a flathead. You do. Or do you mean like the old time computers, like Boxhead? I'd go Box. Oh, that's mean. Kind of like the clicky clacky math things. If you had to have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Salmon sushi. What about you? You know, an A5 Wagyu. Wagyu. New York strip You love Wagyu. With Asperger's. He comes Asperger's. 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 Oh, asparagus. Yeah. Asparagus. Um, I'd add, you know, carrot cake to that mix if I could for dessert. Oh, man. I miss the pizuki. I love coffee, too. From BJ's. You love PJs. Here we go again. I just want the Pazuki. I'm just thinking about the Pazuki. You know, the first time I ever went to visit your family, we went to BJ's. We got a Pazuki. But guess who didn't eat it? Yeah, I didn't eat it. You didn't even eat it, bro. Yeah. Me, your ma, and your grandma ate it. Well. And you just sat there. Well, that was Watching that. That was ice cream drip down my lip. Before I got, uh, you know, that before you know that like when you fall in love with someone like in love and love and then you get that little love chubby love chubby love love chubby then it was just still like heavy like early love and then the pandemic hit and loving you gave me the love chub i want to write a book called early love it sounds so beautiful early love or write a song i should write a song you should you're a great singer I've sang so much just this podcast. Like everything feels like a song. You should say, I you give this So I saw Moulin Rouge. Oh. The musical. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Last week. Um, at the Pantages in Los Angeles. Wow. I really want my mom. My, my mother had seen it. And I thought, what? Because I didn't know it was in uh, Broadway or whatever. Um, so I wanted to see it. I went with my friend Tara. I literally got there at 7.50 for an 8 o'clock showing, bought tickets, and got the front row for a really great price. So you guys, that's the secret is... Not recommending everyone does that, but... No, not everybody, but like, it worked. That That being said, when we were on the drive there, I kept saying, 
we are going to get great price tickets in the front row, like trying to manifest it. Mm-hmm. And then it happens. So then I'm like, wait, did that happen? Because it was going to happen anyway. Just Ew, like, I'm so gross. Just like every time we go to a parking lot, I'm like, oh, where's a good spot? And she's like, parking angels. Parking angels. Parking angels. And then we find a spot. Most of the time. Moulin Rouge is maybe one of my, well, I mean, it's definitely one of my favorites, if not my most favorite movie mm-hmm. with Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman. Saw it when I was 11 and Both I memorized Both on her hall everything. pass list? Not Nicole. Oh, come on. Why? She's not. Ewan McGregor imprinted on me and like he's at the top of my, he's yeah, actually at number obsessed. one. The way he sang in that movie, I actually can't. You don't get that Ewan. You get Ewan now, just to be fair. Oh, uh, whatever. That's yeah. fine. No, he's still a handsome guy. He's handsome. Yeah. He's almost on my list. <laughs> So we got the front row seats and we're watching Moulin Rouge and it's very different than the movie, but I I have to keep saying, okay, this is not going to be the movie. Just accept it and enjoy it. And it was so fun. It was so beautiful. The lead guy sang so well and he did the part that I really liked. In the movie, Ewan sings Come What May and there's a part where he goes, Come what may, I will love you. And he sang it just like that. And I really like when they stay true true to those notes. First half of the show, though, Tara pulls out her phone and starts texting. Tara. By the fourth time it happens, I had to nudge her and go, what the fuck are you doing, girl? This isn't a movie. No, I just, I like tapped her. And she's like, oh, 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 puts her phone back in her purse. And I literally was like, that is so interesting. You're in the front row. There's people pouring their heart out. I love They've Tara. rehearsed this for months. And you're, te- who are you? Te- Sanam, do you need to text Sanam right now to see what you're doing this weekend? Oh my God, what are we doing this weekend? Like, do you, is that now the time you can't wait an hour until intermission? Oh my God, yeah, I'm at a show. Just text me now. You guys don't do that. Just tell me now. It's fine. I love her too. I love her Justin so much. Justin Rouge is not a big deal. And then second half... I look over and it's, I think it's when they're singing Come What May. And she's FaceTiming. And she's sleeping. Oh. <laughs> she falls asleep. I cannot take it. It's, I'm like, you're in the front row. You cannot, you can't, what? She's I just, I forgot and then, that part of the story. I really forgot it. It's just so funny. Me. And I'm just like, cause she will fall asleep in every movie I've ever went to with her. Oh, that's good. She's just, and you said, you were like, you said something really funny. You're like, she's just always running on empty. Oh. And that's, spot on well she's like she feels like my middle eastern cousin i relate to her so much because she's persian and i feel like i know her like as soon as i met her i was like i know this she is part of my she's family. my best friend from seventh grade yeah and as soon as i met her i was like oh i already love her like she just has the energy she's of my family so lovable. she's so it's, sweet it's absurd we worked on a job together this is just tara talk now we yeah. worked on a job together and they needed the the covid compliance officer to test the kids for the production uh this is for a commercial and uh they're like, hey, Johnny, uh, do you know do you know where the CCO is? And I was like, oh, God, it's Tara. Oh, God, that's my friend. Okay, hold on. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out one second. I call Tara. I'm like, Tara, where are you? She's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Like, I had an issue with a car. Like, I'm on the way. I'm only like 15 away. I was like, 15? Oh, She's like God. already late. Yeah. I was like, oh. 
Classic. I was like, all right, Tara, pull up, just run in. I'll handle the car. She comes, she goes, thank you so much. Oh my God, there's a coffee in there. Like, can you leave it? Was she like, holding like 18 bags? Yeah, she, had, she had a purse, she a bag, and all these a bags. medical bag too, because her job. And anything you need, because she's Aunt Tara, you just say like, oh my God, my head hurts. She's like, I have Advil, I have Advil. Do you need chapstick? Do you have, like, she just has everything in her bag. Oh my God, that is her on set. There was someone like, yeah, I'm just looking to get more production jobs. She goes, oh my God, I got you. Like, I got you. What do you need? I'll, I'll, I'll tell people. What's your name? Give me your number. It's <laughs> like making careers. So funny. We love her. We love you, Tara. Even when people you, do things like sleep and text during Broadway shows in the front row, doesn't mean they're unlovable. It just means you gotta redirect them. We love you guys. We love you guys. Oh, look, we're four we're at. It's a Moulin Rouge floor. Did they hear our podcast and then change the elevator to I Moulin think they're Rouge? Li- I think they're fans. I think they're fans. Love is, that is a, a many splendid thing. Love lifts us up where we belong. All you need is love. Please don't start that again. All you need is love. A girl has got to eat. All you need is love. She'll end up on the streets. All you need is love. Love is just a game. I was made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving me. The only way of loving me, baby, is to pay a lovely fee. I'm just dancing over here, guys, not singing. The second half's gonna come next podcast. There we go. I love you guys. Look, there's a Ewan McGregor uh, model. Is that Ewan right there? Oh, it's a clone. I think it's a. Uh, I don't care about clones. I mean, I don't care for them. I care about them, just not for them. Okay, well, yeah. Thank you guys for checking in. We love y'all. We love you. We'll see you next week. Sending we'll, uh, you the biggest hug. Giving you hugs and kisses. We'll uh, give you an update on Anchor and let you know how you can get in more contact with us. Bye. Bye.